Hello, everybody. We are called Busey, live from the Fleet Furnace in beautiful South Austin, Texas. This is the Gary Busey Town Massacre. I'm going to pause. That's some sick jams you got there. You didn't hear anything. We should respond to the music that comes in because it's like, it's like badass music, and we all just kind of ignore it because it doesn't hear it now. Well, we can pretend. We, you want to pretend? Yeah, that's one pretending. That yeah. was so good. That was some dope music. What is that, Whitney Houston? That was nope. <laughs> I did not play Whitney Houston. I don't think. I don't know because I'm playing it in the future, and I don't know what I played. Right. So there's that. Hello, everybody. Welcome in, of course, to another episode of the Gary Busey Town Massacre. I'll be your host, Ethan Busey Billups. I'm joined today by three fantastic guests. <laughs> <laughs> from jeweleye.com donna bourgeois hello donna hi hi how's it going good that's yeah, great uh <laughs> that was rude from fanedit.google.butts uh, uh dot feature this podcast.com <laughs> from feature this podcast.com and feature this podcast bezo beasley hello how are you excellent i day. don't care awesome. uh and joining us again for the continuation of our uh father's day special episodes james taylor is back hey there how's james, it going? are you a dad no god no oh i thought <laughs> no. that's why we had a, a, a special guest to bring a father uh, uh perspective here because we i don't think any of us I have, have a kids, cat right? i have a cat <laughs> The it's cat like, has you. <laughs> oh, the cat is like having a kid. Uh, yeah, you just less than a dog though. Kid shit in a box. <laughs> uh, as well yeah the you box a, is your life you had a strange yeah. childhood i imagine why because i shat in a box everyone does that it's a perfectly normal thing for a kid to do of course it is yeah so we have been watching jake Busey films mm-hmm. is what is the idea we have a theme we have a theme going mm-hmm. for the month of well i think we kind of straddled the month a little bit yeah but it's fine because mm-hmm. we have a theme and themes are important to us important to the show and important to our thousands of listeners around the world uh-huh. uh that's all i'm gonna say about <laughs> that uh we watched another jake Busey film uh 2057's uh identity <laughs> right yeah totally absolutely i think it was 2003 not to correct you on the fly 2053's identity yeah uh starring 
John Cusack. Uh-huh. Ray Liotta. Mm. Uh, Amanda Pete. Amanda Pete Moss. Yeah. Your turn. Your turn. The doctor from Scrubs. Oh, Dr. the Cox. doctor from Scrubs. The Dr. Cox yeah. connection. We are going to get to the Dr. Cox connection because it is important to the show. Yeah. It is very important is to a, the show. This is not the first time we've had the Dr. Cox connection. It is the first time, though, that he's been with Jake Busey. That is That I'm aware true. of. I don't know. Isn't it great how Jake Busey is sort of like, I know it's like he's his kid, but it's like it literally feels like a clone of Gary Busey in uh, all of the movies. A dirty clone. Yeah, yeah. What, what were you gonna I was going to say, has Jake Busey surpassed Gary at this point? No, God, in, no. In what? In what <laughs> way? In just that, that his... shadow looms far and long. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> I, I don't want to diminish Gary whatsoever, but just the sheer terror that Jake brings to the screen is Ooh. pretty oh, up he's, there. He's trying to say we he's, talked he's, about that after the last episode. I I feel that Jake is more convincing in a psychotic yeah, totally. horror villain performance he, like yeah. he's, a, he's a better horror actor i think yeah totally he oh starring jake Busey, identity yeah. with jake Busey, which is why we watched it mm-hmm. just gonna go back to doing that spoiler alert he's only in the film for like mm, he probably has maybe five minutes of screen time i think that's generous but yeah <laughs> really <laughs> but yeah the best five minutes by far yes yeah because yeah, he's channeling the abuse man he i don't know if he's channeling as much as it's <laughs> <He is>. literally <laughs> what movie, makes up 50 percent of his DNA. dna this movie is like a reprise of his role in frighteners and the frighteners excuse me i don't uh, think i've seen the frighteners i know so. but we're gonna spoiler alert we're gonna watch that soon oh we're gonna do the frighteners too is yeah. that yeah. more we're gonna continue is this all this and we're gonna do a fan edit about it yeah i've got a fan edit queued up for frighteners Ooh, i'm excited it's gonna be good i, I like that movie yeah. well we can just stop this one now <laughs> and then we'll uh. just do the the frighteners one right right um yeah we watched identity we, should we do let's just get into it yeah i'm not we're not doing an intro today uh, the intro's done. Okay, intro's over. Intro's over. All right. Don't tell me I'm on my show. Uh, D- uh, the intro's done. Okay. Okay? Cool. Done. Done. Got it? Got it. You in line? Totally. We're both in right line? Right behind you. You're right behind We're me? We're doing the whole like uh, sand people walk in single file. I'm sand right people you. walk in single file. Isn't sand that- people cannot walk. <laughs> Uh, am I missing the Star Wars reference? Isn't it? You're talking about people made of sand, right? Oh no! I, Tusken Raiders, man. Tusken Raiders, they rock single oh, file God. to hide their numbers. <laughs> Fucking hate you guys so much! <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! I don't know any of the like Star Wars deep stuff. I'm not deep <laughs> nah. Star Wars. Uh, okay. What do you mean, nah? You, it's you, not you worth having. It. <laughs> it's just jettison it from memory. It, you'll be better for it. <laughs> yes, I'm in line right behind you. Okay, that's great. <laughs> uh, we watched Identity. Uh-huh. I feel like I'm just going to constantly be going into a loop in this one. Okay. Um, we watched Identity. Uh, what? <laughs> just very we, got some, we have What's some going mic on? problems over here. We got some. Uh, this is already a problematic <laughs> conversation. I don't like this. The energy's all off. So, did you guys... Okay, everybody here had seen Identity before we were watching it, well, right? Well, here's uh, the thing. So, James suggested watching this movie, and when he brought it up, I was like, that sounds like something that I would know of, but I don't think I've seen it. Mm. And I did literally zero research on it, aside from looking yes. at the cover picture one time. Same. Yeah. And then we watched it yesterday with you yeah yeah Bezo, ethan and i watched it together yesterday and it took me about 
10 minutes before I remembered. Yes, in fact, I've seen this movie maybe 10 yeah. or more times because I think it was <laughs> it was on TV. I don't remember if it was on HBO it or if on, it was on It was on HBO. I've seen it I've seen it like I've seen 3/4 of this movie like 3 or 4 times. The the same 3/4 or different 3/4? Yeah, like the end 3/4 cuz okay. you know when you don't, you don't like when you're watching HBO, you rarely catch like the beginning. catch the beginning. That is so weird how that is. Uh, you know, time schedules and people turn on TVs. Yeah, and yeah. I don't think I watch anything on HBO. I don't watch a movie on HBO with the purpose of like, oh my god, it's on. They're it's showing identity at 6:35. Yeah, yeah. I got to make sure I catch the <laughs> beginning of identity. This is very important. <laughs> but I've seen it and yeah. I didn't remember that I seen it until, until like, until like until halfway it hit through. That, hit that quarter, yeah. Hit the part where I'm like, "Oh, uh, yeah, I remember everything that happens yeah. in this movie." I feel like I watched it so many times because I was like, "Surely there's more going on here." Like like there's gonna be things that i'm missing that like help put it all into context yeah uh this is a very not context movie yeah those sweet little clues like the sartre book he's reading (laughs) right (laughs) Right, together yeah Yeah. john cusack is very deep in this film (laughs) he's he's much better than the movie deserves there is no like existentialist like nihilism depression from john cusack (laughs) but he's all like he's like that's like why do they show being in nothingness why like I don't, I don't get it. It feels like what you'd get out of Lost. Like, oh, here's this ridiculous reference. Aren't we smart? Yeah, it's just, <laughs> it, but it's not. It seems like it's like trying to like add depth to his character, but it adds nothing. Showing, I love Sart, and it was funny because I saw a really cool picture of Sart with John Luke Godard and posted on my Twitter, which you can find <laughs> on Twitter uh, if you search Ethan Billups. Uh, yeah, I posted that like literally like five minutes before we watched the film, uh, which is why that was like a poignant moment. For interesting. Me. Yeah, very interesting. Doesn't play at all. The, n- n- no point to showing that book in his car. Thank you, identity. You fucking piece <laughs> of garbage. Uh, it shows that he's complicated, which is brought up multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> it shows that his uh his being is nothingness um yeah uh, sorry i didn't mean that so uh james you saw it before and... i saw this in theaters okay Ooh. Uh, my mind was blown at how <laughs> amazingly terrible it was uh that last scene just stuck with me for decades and decades whoa really and then since the 1940s since the 1940s <laughs> and the donna says oh we're doing a jake Busey thing i'm like oh uh, shit uh, have you seen identity uh, and here we are present day and i'm terrified because i don't know what exactly we could actually say about this movie well well first off i think we should have a big fat spoiler i know what we, mm. we normally we don't have like the movies people watch either they watch or they don't they still listen and they don't you know it's a good experience either way but I feel like this is one of those movies that if you haven't seen it at the very least you know big fat spoiler alert because the movie does have kind of a all the pieces come together in the end it's a little spoilery if we get there we need to talk about that stuff and uh, if we talk about this and you you haven't seen it it's going to rob you of uh, any interest in seeing this movie <laughs> I think even on a bad movie level, you still need that twist for full effect. So. It's a it's a double red herring with a twist. Well, okay, <laughs> wait. Let like me give, let me give my my pitch of this movie. Okay, if you haven't seen the movie, this is what you're in for. You've got A list celebs, 
Jake Busey. Boom. <laughs> Fucking two dollars. John Cusack. The smallest mouth in Hollywood. <laughs> Ray Liotta. Amanda Pete. This is maybe the beginning of the hiatus of her career, and I think she's resurfacing again. So there's that. But this movie is like there were there's so many interesting things that are going on with uh with twisty movies and twisty movies and shitty yeah. horror movies that somehow made a bunch of money That's around right. this time and so they just took every single trope that they could get from all of those movies and shoved them into one so I, if that's something that sounds appealing to you it does because I love going to the video store and going to the twisty movies section <laughs> <laughs> and just just getting every movie off of that twisty movies. Yeah. Uh, you strike me as one of those assholes that like twisty <laughs> movies. Yeah, man. Fucking Memento blew my mind. Tyler Durden. Tyler Durden <laughs> is also in this guy's mind. Um, wow. Spoiler alert. <laughs> D- yeah. Donnie Darko. I'm going to have a quote from Donnie Darko on my headstone is the plan yeah <laughs> along with like a play button on my headstone <laughs> and you, you click play and it plays bad world <laughs> that's what i want my headstone to say yeah it's a very very mad Donna world bourgeois it's a very <laughs> quote it's a mad world dot 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 <laughs> very very mad world <laughs> uh, Okay, so you guys want to go through it you want to go through it front to back is that how we should approach this yeah that's I mean, how pre- we wipe yeah it's a pretty twisty movie. <laughs> I'm just going to ice you on that one. You're going to get iced. Yeah, it's yeah. wicked twisted. Thanks, the end of the this movie, there. let's start at the end. I love it. You're jokes. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, because the Cause end of this movie, why did it Sorry. stick with you? Well, just the image of that kid, like, so angrily, like, tapping that rake in his hand. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Whores don't get a second chance. He looks yeah. like... Uh, again to like play into like the all the other movies that they stole shit from to make this movie it's like so clearly like an omen like children of the corn ripoff your default spooky kid yeah Yeah. oh god okay bezo you want to start at i do i do like that the kid dresses like an adult man though like an adult man that's like given up on life. Like the kid is wearing like pleated khaki shorts and like loafers and like nice socks. And he's got like a child members only jacket on. <laughs> it's great. Solid fashion. So uh, the structure of the movie is you have these two sort of competing storylines that eventually come to a head at the end of the movie and you find out why they're connected. And one of which is... Uh, features Alfred Molina, another named mm-hmm. actor here, who plays a, a therapist of some note, apparently. And he's being brought in to a um, last-minute hearing of a guy who's a convicted uh, murderer. He's about to get killed the next day, executed the next day, and it's like a last-minute appeal in front of a judge. So there's that storyline. And the other storyline, which is really the bulk of the movie is uh in a dark and stormy night uh a bunch of strangers uh somehow uh end up uh, the lives all coming together and f- them being forced to uh stand uh, stay at this motel and either by accident or by intention they start to die and get killed off and uh why how they know each other the connection for each other f- from how they know each other and why they're getting killed off is what the payoff is in the third act yeah um we open 
two with Dr. Cox, which is the big thing. Right. So he's the first of the characters at the hotel that we get to see. It's him. Uh, well, we see him on the road when he's like broken down and trying to fix his tire. Yeah, yeah. His car breaks down. It's him, his kid, and his and the kid's mother. We find out later he's a stepdad. Yeah. And uh, the and in the process of you know trying to fix this tire on a uh, on this dark and stormy night, a car accident ensues. And it's got this uh, kind of fun little play thing with the the screenplay where you kind of start in the middle and then we back up a little bit and then we kind of scooch forward. Switch perspectives. Yeah. So, you know. It's really quick. The beginning of this movie is really quick. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think about those those freeze frames? When did they freeze frame? They freeze framed in this movie like four or five times. Really? Three in the beginning, two at the end. I like the Uh one at the end when they're driving down the road and you see the face of Tyler Durden (laughs) blend into the orange trees. (laughs) That one's cool. I don't remember freeze frames. Yeah, I I took specific note of that. They used multiple freeze frames to sort of transition from a different timeline. It was an interesting little device. So when she forgets where she puts her lighter, she's like, oh, freeze frame. Let me jump back to when I was in the hotel with that guy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah the time jumping thing. So anyway, in the process of fixing the car, the the wheel, um, uh, the tire, I guess, uh, a car accident ensues. And we've discovered later that that accident is caused by John Cusack, who's driving around this um, diva-like movie star, failed movie star. Whitney Houston. The, the, the Whitney <laughs> Houston clone, I guess. <laughs> and um, and then then we get his story, like we got to piece that together and why they're in that car, so it backs up to tell that story. And then, of course, now the, the mother isn't dead. She's, like, bleeding, and, and so they have to take her somewhere. The roads are flooded. And then we also get introduced to the Amanda Peet character, who is also somehow on the road. The, She's a hooker, right? Yeah, yeah. Hooker with a heart of gold. A hooker with a heart of gold. Yeah, That's good. she <laughs> left heart her... Heart of orange. Her. She <laughs> left her John and threw her heel Her heel punctured the, thing, the tire. Which is what broke the tire. Yeah, so it's, it's all connected. It's all connected. Yeah. What? And uh, the roads are are rained out, so they can't go anywhere. So they have to go to, to this nearby hotel, uh-huh. where more mysteries and of whatnot are. Squirrely McJack is running the hotel. I Here's don't know the who that thing: is. I don't know his name. If this is your first What's episode, Doctor Cox and Gary Busey have been in. I I don't even know how many Four, movies. Five? More than that, yeah, they've been in so many movies together. Yeah. It's insane they must have share christmases like by now yeah like yeah they are coming over well they well, were I in... assume that they have the same agent or something <laughs> yeah, like that idea. it's a package deal yeah <laughs> uh, yeah because he was in surviving the game yeah uh identity identity but that's with well, jake no, busey jake oh okay busey. fair enough yeah but he was in he was in a bunch of them I'm he was in like predator 2 or something yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. and he was in um like some other action ones with them too. Yeah. Weren't you on an episode where Le- Dr. Cox... Lethal Weapon? I don't think no, he's no. in Lethal Weapon. I, yeah. I can't even remember his name. Or I would look it up. John C. McGinley. John, wow. you fucking genius. Yeah, big fan <laughs> of Scrubs over here. Congratulations. Huge Lisa. fan of Scrubs. I've never seen an episode. Oh my God. Well, I guess we should just <laughs> do a Scrubs podcast. Yeah. Uh, I, I saw it once and that was enough for me. Really? Yeah. Oh, you don't like the shins? It's a mad world. Uh, yeah, I guess that. <laughs> it's 
nasty. Uh, Amanda P. Not a fan of new slang. God. Amanda P. <laughs> Amanda P. Is her theme is the Foo Fighter song. Her theme is Saving Silverman. Ooh, good. Uh, yeah, she comes in. And it's like all oh, my life I was searching for something. Uh, that's cool. <laughs> we just skip past that. Uh, so, so we get to the set piece because this movie is a character-driven set piece. Uh, and the set piece is the uh, hotel. So then we have, we have, we get to the hotel with a dying wife, John Cusack, Amanda Peet, <laughs> um, Doctor Cox. You're telling this in a shitty order. That doesn't make okay. sense. Okay, we'll tell the There's order. A dying wife. And her husband, Dr. Cox, and their small child, who Damien. is Satan. Yes. <laughs> and then there's John Cusack and the washed up celebrity, and Amanda Pete, the hooker, uh-huh. and the hotel uh, concierge guy. Yeah. And the, the two other and people. And then a car comes up uh-huh. once they are getting situated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Introducing uh, the last two. Oh, wait, the- no. They leave. So John Cusack, they get to the hotel, and John Cusack's going to go to the hospital or some emergency thing because the phones don't work at the hotel. Right. So he leaves and realizes that the road's broke down, broken. Where no. then he meets the hooker. Yeah. Right. That's when he meets Amanda Pete right. and also meets the chick from the faculty and some nameless guy. Because it ends up being, it's, it's, it's nine people, right? Mm-hmm. Total? The blonde. She has short blonde hair. Because oh, that's right. I completely forgot about those two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the young couple. Uh-huh. Because, then they come back to the hotel. Well, there has to be nine because this whole, this movie is just like it's a ten. ten. No, the, the 10th is the. Is Damien. No, the 10th is the guy whose head it's in. Oh, okay. Right? Is that right? Okay. No. Let's to, count him again. Do We're going to count him again. Okay. All right. John Cusack. One. Uh, Dr. Scrubs. Two. Dr. Scrubs, dying wife. Three. Damien. Four. Concierge. Five. Amanda P. Amanda P. Six. Chick from faculty. Seven. Her boyfriend. Friend, husband. Uh, Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta. Jake Busey. That's ten. So there's ten. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, and you mentioned the the manager, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because because this whole movie is like a ripoff of like Ten Little Indians. Uh, is it even called to in the script? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. It called to in the script. Yeah, like, they're like, what? oh, it's like that one movie where people die off know, one by I one. I said that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Golly, you guys. I saw that play. <laughs> I, I've never seen the movie. I saw that play. My brother was in that play when I was like in elementary, and he was in high school. Hmm. And I saw it, and it was like, I it was like one of the early play. Like I'd never really seen a play. I remember being fucking mind blown by it. Like, <laughs> holy, this is the greatest thing ever written by a human ever. So I'm not familiar wow. with it. Do they do the same like it's in a madman's head kind of bullshit or? No, because it's like a play, so it's kind of like right. a who done it, like <laughs> kind of like an Agatha Christie kind of thing. Uh, I don't know that. Okay. Uh. Yeah, it's just kind of like a clue. It's yeah. like clue. It's like, oh, who's gonna it's die like next? Mids- right, midsummer murder. Yeah, it's like midsummer murder. <laughs> but it's always like, it's always, it's always like a red herring thing. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, so it's like, oh, you think it's the killer, but then that person dies, mm-hmm. and then oh, you think it's that. There's, I mean, it's just trickery. So, which is great. I mean, if you're a kid, like it's fucking. 
the best thing ever written. Mm-hmm. It's the best thing you've ever watched. So yeah, so just it does, like people that like Chuck Palahniuk. Yes. So the kids. So fucking uh, idiots. <laughs> <laughs> so when uh, the last two characters that show up are Ray Liotta and Jake Busey, Ray Liotta plays a cop. Jake Busey plays a prisoner. It's a prisoner oh, transport. Well, he yeah. plays a fake cop. <laughs> Boom. More trickery. Yeah. Super trickery. He plays a uh, what we can discover later is a fake cop. Um, and uh, and um, and so he has to it's a prisoner transport but he can't get him anywhere because the roads are blocked and so yeah. he ends up being trapped at the hotel too and he tries to uh subdue jake Busey, like handcuff him to a, a toilet bowl or something and uh and it's after we kind of the camera gets away from him for a few minutes that we have the first killing yes uh, which ends up not being the girl hit by the car earlier but actually the actress the actress gets killed and he, she's found by John Cusack in the laundry room with her head in just her head tumbling oh in the dryer <laughs> in the dryer. Well, like, why? This is the clumsiest way to explain. <laughs> what? Why would you kill someone and then put their head in the dryer? Because you're a fucking psycho. Especially, here's, okay, wow, here's the, let me pull back the curtains for a moment. The child that killed all of these people is somehow able to reach to the top tier dryer. This kid is like maybe, what, like five or something? (laughs) He's like fucking tiny as shit. He can chop off a head. And then wire explosives to a car. That's also true. (laughs) Except that car was by the gas. Thing, though so i'm willing that one i'm willing to allow that's <laughs> okay. more believable that makes to me. sense i guess you could just leave the gas running and just throw a match yeah well i think uh i i'm gonna have to stand up i think i end up liking this movie a lot more than you did so Whoa. but uh one of the little clever things if you want to give it credit at all is that because we learn in the third act that this is all sort of in the imagination of this convicted killer who's about to die any sort of you can kind of wipe away a lot of the crazy implausibilities and yeah. saying that, that that's just his mind working it all out yeah that's, that's what true. pisses me off about this movie it's a good so excuse. much it's easy to yeah it's such like a a con and then yeah. also, like, if this murder, if we're to believe that these series of murders or or some murders actually happen in a similar scenario, mm-hmm. uh-huh. why don't they ever show any of that? It's so difficult to follow the independent storyline of, like, real life versus this made-up fantasy world when there's not... I mean, it's not difficult to follow. Like, I understand what's happening in this movie. I have no idea what's happened. (laughs) But, I mean, it would just be, like... It would make it so much more convincing and so much more interesting if you would actually show more of the other real life shit that's going on. That would see. That's one of the things I really wish the movie did better was sort of tying in the what the real life counterpart was, so that mm-hmm. we can sort of glue the pieces together of why he, why would you know, why would this person die by getting their head cut off? Oh, because his first murder was a decapitation. It's okay. like you know something yeah. like that. Then we can kind of see. Um, reasoning as to why yeah, they why killed the, him. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's also like crazy predictable too. And then they do the reveal way too quickly in the movie that it's the the some dude that hasn't been introduced at all because he's a crazy <laughs> yeah. person. He's but, like mi- oh, he's like mildly introduced with like the VO at the beginning, right? Yeah, right. But it's like not enough to 
it's not enough. Well, to the way that they set it care. up, it almost seems like when Jake Busey hits the scene, you're like, oh, that's the guy they were talking about at the beginning. Right, yes. right, right. The, He's the, the prisoner transport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's another sort of lure, like well, bait, bait and switch. They do do a good job of that, though. I mean, I think they do a good job of like trying to throw you on to different people as the movie's progressing. Like, yeah. like, like a hoot classic, you know, who done it. Yeah, kind of I mean, they yeah. do that well. It's just that there's so many, so many things in this movie are like so cliche to every other genre. It's yeah. insulting, and then also the fact that it's just like, why wouldn't? The movie's an hour and a half, and I would gladly watch a two-hour version of this if it included more information from the actual real, the reality of this entire thing, you know? Well, because you only hear about his killings that he's on trial for. You don't really, those don't really come into play at all. Which you is, get some like snapshots during the intro, the opening voiceovers. Yeah. yeah, but they're not; they don't relate right. to anything, and they're not hit with any kind of impact. Like you're going to remember any of this. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and you don't even have any information to go off of it at but, that point in time either. But yeah. you could satisfy it with some incidental dialogue from the judge saying, "I'm not going to uh, release a guy, you know, uh, who who you know decapitated somebody with a shovel." Yeah. Right, you know, and then exactly. Like, oh, and then we'll see like a parallel. Like you could have little, it's a little dialogue that co- sort of colors in his. That's background. the other yeah. thing that's frustrating about this movie too. So, okay, if you if you happen to like this movie, or if you think that this movie sounds interesting to you, if you haven't seen it and you didn't stop to go watch it, yeah. Uh, if you also have a PlayStation Four, I would highly recommend <laughs> getting the video game Until Dawn because Until Dawn does an excellent job of yeah cutting interjecting the plot interjecting the main story Mm. with um like psych evaluation so you're Uh. getting like this continuation of like what actually happened Mm -hmm. at the end of this night that you're playing through it's really really interesting and also they have a bunch of like behind the scenes footage yeah and i think that this movie in a if it if it were a better movie to use a fucking exactly. bezo no it's not phrase. it's not the best version of what it could be yeah, yeah but in a better version or with a couple of tweaks one of which would be having more conversations from the real plot yeah and introducing these other things that you're talking about right because that would also create more of a subtext to what all that other crazy shit is and like when the personalities are fighting with each other it's not just that they're just strangers and they just met but it's actually you know you really get a sense that it's a conflict of of his mind yeah Uh, yeah, but the movie doesn't it's not either the guys was not attempting to go that deep with it or was unable to go that deep with it or was purposely trying to keep it shallow but unfortunately that's the stuff that really would have sold it uh, in a in a bigger sense, like in a, on a rewatch. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it was written or just cut, but it definitely uh, it definitely would add an extra layer. Mm-hmm. That like that surface reality layer mm-hmm. is just not deep enough. Well, I do. Sorry, I'm sorry, go ahead. It's gonna say every time that <laughs> Alfred Molina showed up on the screen, it just ruined it for me. I mean, Alfred Molina uh, generally is a great actor. I love him. Just out of like a sheer generosity, I'm like, oh, Alfred Molina's on the screen. I love this. But he just really brought it down. So I don't know if I want more. Which one is Alfred Molina? He's the uh, the psychiatrist who's fighting oh, for the okay. surface level patients. Sure, sure, sure. Well, he was only really. I mean, he he was. He had about equal screen time to Busey, though. I mean... Maybe more. A little bit more, <laughs> but not a whole lot, though. I, like, there's more conversation of the people around yeah, that yeah. table than there is anything coming from him. And I, again, I think that that issue would be resolved if there was more 
actual information coming from those scenes. Mm. Yeah. It would make them more tolerable if there was actually something happening with those scenes. But Instead, they're just like, ooh, let's take a breather. It's getting a little crazy. But then that creates a catch-22 from a writing perspective because you want to save the reveal until the third act and keep the mystery going with the other characters. But they didn't do that, though. And they revealed it in like the second act. Right, so you get so. the reveal where John Cusack is running out into the rain and then he snaps to, oh, wait, I'm in this office being interrogated by this panel of uh, people well, that, determining my fate. Yeah, but that's 75 minutes into the movie. Right. You know, so but, it's not like it just No, I, okay, so I guess my, what I'm talking about in terms of the reveal is that not that this guy's crazy, because I think that you can see that within like five minutes of this movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, personally, um, but the reveal of who that person is, because the second that you see that person, then you should already know what the um, answer to this equation is. You know what I'm saying? I Well, uh, speaking for myself, when I first watched it, I didn't piece it together until a few beats before it actually unfolded. So, really? Well, they yeah. try I mean, to... it's like hard to be a genius. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, they try to lure you with Jake Busey. They try to make it... Yeah, be, there's but, enough misdirection. But Jake Busey you dies like... You want it to be like, so bad. He dies like second, right? Uh, Via baseball bat through the mouth. See, this is what I wanted to talk... Another thing I wanted to mention is that it's not just straight who done it because there's this weird sort of fantasy sci-fi thing that gets tossed into it that is also a big misdirection like Jake Busey as the prisoner he escapes he presumably kills this girl yeah. uh, the actress and then he runs away yeah and then he ends up finding this other distant place to go to another motel and he when he arrives at the motel it's the same fucking motel and it's like that happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't remember that happening. Yeah, so he shows up at the motel and he's like, "What the fuck is this?" Huh. And then shortly thereafter, he gets captured and locked up. And then when he gets interrogated by somebody else, he goes, "I know a secret." And he's got those big busy teeth. <laughs> and uh, but like I'm like, okay, now there's like a sci-fi kind of weird thing going on. And then okay. later on in the uh, movie, there's like this snap. It's just before all the reveal starts to happen, where all of the bodies, all of the dead bodies, and the gore and everything are just gone. Yes, and it's like, what the fuck is going on now? Like, uh, like if you're on that train, and you're like in the movie, and you're not trying to like solve it per se. I mean, now it's it's not just. I mean, it, it's this whole other genre that they're tossing into it, and it's all misdirection, sure. great, but it all I think that all works when you finally figure out, yeah. you know, what where it all stems from. I mean, I I'm not I'm not I'm not taking a stance that like this movie doesn't work. Like, I, I think it works. Like, I think everything within the context works. I just think it can be stronger to make it better. Yeah, like, I mean, definitely. Like, isn't, like, the first thing they tell you when you get to, like, screenwriting school is, like, hey, don't do shit where it's, like, in somebody's mind and it's not real because people are going to hate that <laughs> they also, so much. They yeah, also it's say, so frustrating. I hate that. It's, like, the cheapest fucking thing that you can do. The unreliable say, narrator. Yeah. They also say don't open with a VO. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> and 88% like of every movie that comes out opens with a VO. Now, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So there's two rules that are broken right off the bat. Uh, in this movie. I hate I hate that. What? I, I just hate it when movies are like, oh, I, oh, this is a however many hours long movie. Guess what? It was a crazy person. Gotcha. Yeah. That's like so... You that guys don't so like that. Lazy. No. That is the laziest okay. piece of shit thing that you but can do. But it would work better in this one if there was that layer of subtext right. of all the characters I, and the, you see yeah. the subconscious t- t- talking and battling it out. With right. Itself. I agree. Yeah. I agree about that. There are definitely ways that this could be improved, but 
I still feel that that is like the shittiest fucking thing that you can do. <laughs> yeah, they make fun of it actually in adaptation. I don't, yeah. yeah, one of my favorite movies. Yeah, is the guy, yeah. his brother writes his bullshit screenplay called The, the Three. Three. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think that came out like moments before Identity did, so that kind of like threw it under the bus. Definitely took the fire away. It from was rumored to be like. Someone working from adaptation was also on Identity. Oh, really? But then there was also a movie later on called The Three, dealing <laughs> with the exact same situation. So. Wait, what? <laughs> I'm trying. Kaufman's amazing. I'm trying to think of like all the like uh, not trustworthy narrator all in your head type of movies <laughs> well, right now. Here, here's I'm, what like, not here, pulling well, any. Here's like a, the Sixth Sense is like that too. Yeah. Kind of. It's not exactly the same thing, but it's like oh, <laughs> I was yeah, dead. Yeah. <laughs> No, this is Sorry. this is a big point. Like <laughs> movies that have the twist at the end, how what does it make? Uh, does it make for good replay value? And for me, I can only think of like one movie that has a twist at the end that I still think has incredible replay value. What Everything movie? else seems to be really like I saw the others recently that has uh, a big twist yeah. at the end. Fucking boring ass shit. <laughs> But I liked it the first time. But now, now it's now it's totally ruined. I feel the same way about Sixth Sense. I liked it the first time. Can't stand watching that movie anymore. Yeah. I just I I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't like movies that have that stupid twist. It's just like they do the same shit in Harry Potter too. And like I joke about it all the Harry time. Harry Potter's great. <laughs> That's fine, <laughs> except it's like you can't write yourself into a corner and, and then, then just be like, whoa. Let me use a wand. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm crazy. I oh, fucking... I'm a ghost. Oh, actually, I was dead the whole time, but I'm not a ghost. I don't know. Yeah. I my hate kids Harry Potter too. for all that, all those reasons. Uh, well, where so they like annoying. they get in the corner and they're like, oh, I found the Dangledorf. And yeah. it's like... <laughs> Not to go on a complete tangent here, but like in the fucking third movie or second movie, like they have time travel magic. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? You should never have a problem again in the Harry <laughs> Potter universe if uh, you could just go back in time and solve the problem. Yeah, that's you know? true. Uh, yeah, that's the, a good point. The one movie that I has a twisty ending, but I still continue to like, uh, watch, watch, like watching it is, um, no, actually not Fight Club, uh, <laughs> Usual Suspects. Oh. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, you heard it here first, folks. Fight Club get for me gets worse. Uh, Fight Club's over time. a bummer. Yeah, the Fight more I, the more I know, it watch, it, it's I don't like. We watched much. Bollywood Fight Club last year. Yeah, mm. not we, like the, Fight Club at all. Yeah, it literally has not nothing like, to do with Fight no, Club. No, there is no like weird like how Fight Club's kind of like a weird like oh it's in your mind sort of yeah, thing. Yeah. Like Bollywood Fight Club is just a it's like they're gonna fight but their fighting is like dancing at each other. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's, uh, no, it's not. Yeah, it was garbage. <laughs> yeah, that's good. true. Well, and it's called Bollywood Fight Club. Is <laughs> yeah. the name of the movie? Which, like, you know, you would think, like, oh, sweet, like they're doing a shot for a shot of Fight a Club, shot for which shot sounds remake. amazing. Yeah, which would be good. Yeah, yeah, would have uh, been better. Totally not what yeah. that movie is about at all. Very misleading. <laughs> Very. Yeah. Uh, so, Identity, um, when it came out. I you know I saw it. I don't know if I saw it in the theaters or when it first did VHS or whatever, but I saw it back in the day. First in VHS. Well, it was 2003. I think I was still running VHSs then. That's like right. Really? 2003, 2004 was my transition from DVDs. I was a late. Yeah, uh, that's a late. Uh, I was late. You're to a that late party. adapter. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, I after I watched it, I never wanted to see. I, I did had no interest <laughs> in seeing it again because I felt like since I knew the ending, yeah. it was one of those things that if I'm gonna rewatch this, I'm just gonna be like totally you know yeah. the the false narrator kind of thing i'm not going to be into it anymore yeah and um i had uh it was interesting watching it because i got into it again really yeah huh. and 
what I think the big problem is, is that the ending leaves that really bitter taste in your mouth. Like, oh, fuck, it was all just bullshit, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think what causes that is um, there's the scene where, you know, John uh, John Cusack is sort of catapulted into the, the court, the, the judge scene, you know, where he's... Yeah. And, you know, that's when he, that identity learns that, you know, what's going on. And then he goes back, he gets sent back to the, the hotel setting. Yeah. And the problem is, I think, is they don't stay with Cusack's character at that point. Sure. As soon as it comes back, then we start seeing Amanda Pete running away from Ray Liotta and a bunch of other stuff. And now our yeah. brain is just kind of like disconnected. Like, we don't care about these identities. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. We know more than they do. Yeah, this yeah. is just kind of boring shit. And it takes forever before uh, you get back to Cusack. And it's just Cusack, like, you know, like all stone, like, uh, don't worry, baby, I'll take care of it, you know? <laughs> and that's the end. But I think it would have been so much better if you follow Cusack and him, like in his personality, like walking around, seeing it for all that, you know, knowing what he is and everything. Yeah. And really like, I think that would, that would have sold the ending so much better uh, instead of what they ended up doing. Well, I think the other thing too with rewatch on this, I don't think they really like plant things where you're like, oh, That's if I rewatch I it. Earlier. Yeah. Like if I rewatch it. um, oh, I can see all these other things that I didn't notice before. Like, they don't do that. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say earlier. Like, I've seen this movie, like, way more times than I would have liked to or can even count. So what was the rewatch reason? Because it was on HBO, Ah. and I guess whatever time it came on, it must have come on, like, the same time. (laughs) Yeah, It's always 35. So I would always catch it, but it was like, you know, if nothing else was on TV after I already saw it, I was like, oh, well, I'll watch, like, you know, the end of it again or whatever, or the beginning for a little bit until whatever I do want to watch comes on. Because I would, you would think, or in a, again, a better version of this movie, (laughs) there would be clues in the movie that would reveal who this person is, which is another yeah. hugely missed opportunity in this film. Yeah, they yeah. don't really, they don't do, they don't even do anything the only, with the kid. They don't play. Well, the only clue that they give you again is after it's already been revealed that it's that fat fucking guy. Yeah. And it's just that they all have the same birthday. And it's like, how would, how would the audience know that slash who gives a fuck? Yeah. Like, oh my God. God, this movie makes me so angry. <laughs> and they all have, <laughs> so. and they're all named after states. Yeah, they all have locations. Yeah. Uh, the one thing too is God like, damn it, it's so dumb. When they fla- <laughs> when they fla- when you find out that the kid did it, because they, they we'll we'll get to the end. But uh, when we already talked about it. Yeah, I mean, we're just not even going to go. Well, through the, 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 but the, when they flash back to the kid doing it, they're right. like, they're like. Oh, you idiot viewers should have seen that the kid was like smirking the whole time. And it's right. like, why? <laughs> no. Why? Like, that's so stupid. I, I really think that that was, if I were doing a fan edit of this, that's the part I would cut out. Oh, I yeah. I would save, I would cut off the child being the, uh, being the main culprit, the main bad guy at the end of the story. Who so would, would you leave make? it as Ray Liotta? Yeah, or? totally. Totally. You, you'd leave it at, as Ray. Yeah, because because it, uh, as soon as you see the kid and it does all those flashback scenes, you're like, you're like, then that's when you start to go, wait a second, how the fuck did this little kid overpower this, you know, adult yeah. actress and c- cut off her head and drag the body somewhere? How did this kid? Well, it's because do he's this, crazy. The other? Yeah. See, that's the thing. Like, it's an easy excuse. You want to you want to sort of believe that what they went through was sort of quasi plausible. You yeah, know, and yeah. th- when they put that in there, it's like, ugh. Can you talk about my fan edit ending? <laughs> Go for it. Please. So, so I would have exactly the same movie as is, but I would cut out. I would also remove the ending 
and uh yeah i would just have the kid die in the car fire and the, <laughs> there's no mention of the kid ever again yeah. mm. when they presume that he died um and i would remove all of the irl scenes that entire yes. plot is gone and I would, at the end of the movie, when it's just Amanda Pete and she goes to leave, I would take part of Joyride or part of Jeepers Creepers, and I would just have it be a spooky goblin that killed everyone. <laughs> <laughs> that might be better. Uh, yeah, it definitely would be better. Thank I, you. I would end it with him, ha- the guy having the smile, the kind of the smiled, contented look on his face while he's in the thing being driven to the psych ward. Yeah, he because like the and the orange grove in his mind. Yeah, yeah. cut out the orange grove. Cut, no, keep keep the orange grove. Cut out the discovery of the key. Oh, so Amanda Pete just lives in his head, and now he's Amanda Pete and yeah. himself. Yeah. Right. Uh, so like here, I don't even whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking forget. Stupid. Uh, you know what else would be a sweet ending too? If you did that, if you had like, well, he's gonna get out, and then like. You end the movie the same way where he like kills the people in the car and you see like the car go off in the distance. You remove the kid stuff, you just see him like go yeah. off in the distance or whatever. And then you just have a VO of uh of mice and men. <laughs> <laughs> well that's like the only the only reason for it being a kid is like Oh, he was so tormented as a child that he just kind of stayed and everything got fragmented as a child, mm-hmm. which is why he created all these like 30 or 10 identities, different person yeah. identities. You know, it's the only reason. You know what else I w- would like to say? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, the cell does a really good job too of like having this evidence of like. Yeah these like weird torture devices and shit there's a lot of like crossover between like what's happening in the psyche versus like what's a thing in the real world Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so i don't know maybe think about that next time you write this fucking movie one of my favorite (laughs) fan edits is of um of where the wild things are and uh, i don't know if y'all ever watched this the the actual movie but theaters the actual i didn't Mm -hmm. i think no I uh I was on a date. Either you were with me, or it was before we started dating. I the movie <laughs> the movie starts off with about ten fifteen minutes of IRL of this kid who's in a he's kind of a rambunctious kid, and he has I think he's in like a kind of a broken family with only a mother or something like that, and he's just um, he's kind of border not really traumatized, but you can see he's kind of being you know acting out and whatnot. And and then the rest of the movie is him in the fantasy world with the, with all the monsters, and there are parallels between how the monsters act and behave and treat and communicate with one another, and what was going on in those first fifteen minutes. This fan edit takes that fifteen minutes and chops it up and starts dropping it in the middle of all the other st- other material. So you really get those strong connections between what's, yeah. what he's working out in his mind as he's playing with the, uh, with the monsters uh, as what's going on in the real world setting. Yeah. And it works amazingly. But it's this great conceit where you see the, the subconscious being worked out in a completely different way. Yeah. Identity, I think, wants to do that. Sure. Yeah. And... and uh, and it's either the writer can't handle it or they backed off from trying to make it deeper than what it could be or what they want it to be. Yeah. Uh, but that's, that's really what has sold the idea. Well, they make you, they make you make all these connections like as a viewer where it's like, they'll give you like a five minute chunk and then kind of 
make you make the connections where it's like, oh, this is part of the subconscious and this is how it's bubbling up in his subconscious. And they make you kind of make that connection. But if you show it and then you put them like almost right next to each other, if you make it more obvious, it's more interesting yeah. to me. Like, I mean, like, it's it's not that I can't make those connections. Like, I, I totally can, but well, it just seems half-assed when you don't show it. Yeah, right. but it's, like, also, who gives a fuck about this crazy guy? Like, there, what true. is the... Why, do, why, why am I invested, invested in him? Right, There's yeah. literally no reason for me to be invested in him. There would be, I think, if they had a little bit more emphasis on the, you know, the kid character in the, sh- in the thing is yeah. him as a kid who's kind of innocent. He gets fucked up from all these violent situations around him. And so we can sort of see his arc where he gets healed in some way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but the, even that gets undermined when you have the, the 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 bookend ending with the kid ultimately prevailing in his murder sprees or whatever. Yeah. It's just, and the kid isn't really interesting. Like, there's no reason except I for the suit. Yeah, <laughs> amazing clothing. Uh, here's another thing that I don't understand because, like, when you're Okay. The oh my god, I hate this movie so much. <laughs> Let's just run with the idea that they're presenting, which is if you have schizophrenia, you just fucking turn into a completely different person. Which is like that's like crazy fucking rare that mm. that would ever be a thing. Multi multiple personality disorder. Right. That's like whatever. That's a thing that happens all the time. It's like wicked common mm-hmm. according to this movie. So in (laughs) with people that have that that experience that they have the limitations of what they believe they are which still does not justify how a child would be able to commit these murders if the child is the the murderer well i mean it's in the mental scape you can do whatever you want you yeah can but teleport bodies around and shit like that well, right but i mean the the whole thing though that they were saying is that like you need to make sure that the kid isn't alive or whatever you need to make sure that the murderer in the psyche isn't alive because that's the one that caused the real, real life, life murders, murders yeah because that's who he was possessed by we'll say yeah yeah that's a good so term regardless of who it was out of any of these people, you would still be limited by whatever their limitations are. Even if physically you are larger, a child would still have the mindset that they're not strong enough or whatever to like fucking rip someone's head off. All the reason why I think that last little super twisty twist is the, uh, (laughs) is, is a, a a wrong, is a wrong move because the twist is, I mean, I don't even think we've explained it. The twist (laughs) is you think Ray Liotta is the killer. Ray Liotta gets killed by John Cusack who sacrifices himself to kill Ray Liotta. Right. And, and then we, we are flashed back to the courtroom Mm -hmm. and it's like, Oh, he's, we've solved it. We've killed Ray Liotta. So the only people that are left in his brain are himself, who isn't really a person apparently. And Amanda Pete, Amanda Pete and the kid. Well, you think the kid's dead. Exactly. Uh, so just Amanda Pete. Right. So then we get them, the psychiatrist transferring the crazy guy to the mental institution because they're like, you're not going to, you're not, you're on death row. You're going to be executed tomorrow. We solved it. You're not going to be executed. And they're bringing 
the crazy guy to the mental institution. Right. And surprise, he snaps. Yeah, because the parallel story with with Amanda Peet's character is that she's an aspiring orange farmer. (laughs) <laughs> and wants to farm oranges and yeah. so she goes to like an orchard or orchard yeah. and uh, she's like digging i don't know on the ground to plant an orange or something and uh she finds she's digging <laughs> underneath a pre-existing like oak tree yeah where you find oranges. presumably <laughs> sorry to do something <laughs> with an orange yeah what the fuck yes like, <laughs> and, and then she digs up her room key and all the and the room keys there were ten rooms as you said earlier and each yeah. one has you know there's ten characters and they all die sequentially from their room keys so and ten she's nine like, days. Well, she's the last survivor surely I can't plant an orange here now that there's this fucking room key <laughs> also conveniently buried next to this oak so, tree and so the discovery <laughs> of the room key means that uh, who, she's gonna get killed you're like who's gonna kill her everybody else is accounted for and that's when the camera pans over slide and you see evil Damien with a hoe <laughs> hoe something with some a gardening yeah some gardening utensil <laughs> and has an evil look on his face and he kills her and then that's yeah. when you discover oh shit the ki- and then they do like the flashback now. sequences where you see all the other previous murders and how he committed them while you didn't yeah. know is it but that's all bullshit because like they can't show him decapitating that that woman for example yeah um and, uh, and then we're shot back into real life. Right. And so like the murder is taking over, you know, his, like, his murder uh, persona uh, is back. Uh, oh, and he, God, sorry. <laughs> his murder persona is back and he somehow kills. He, uh, <laughs> he kills Alfred Molina on the ride over and the van like careens <gasps> off the edge. And now yeah. he's potentially an escaped murder. To set up, they're just trying to set up for identity too, because the writer is like, "I got to leave this I, open. I got to see. I got. I got a franchise on my hands. This is a well <laughs> that we can go down, where the child personality also has multiple personalities oh, inside his psyche. Oh, Inception identity. Inception. Oh my ide- god. Uh, the one thing I will say about the guy who played the crazy guy, I don't know who it is. Um, He's been in other movies too. How though. does he make his eyes do that constantly? He's done that in other movies <laughs> too. Wasn't he in the Green Mile? Like forth, I tried you know. doing it throughout the movie. Like I was like, <laughs> I was like, but I don't think my eyes can like jet like that. Like yeah, yeah. click because they click like when you're drunk. Because <laughs> like, have you ever done it? Like that's how you. That's, that's how you tell if somebody's drunk. That's how you tell if someone's drunk because you do the. And yeah, they can't, right. They can't have a, They can't have they a, skip. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. fucking like a laser when I'm drunk. I'm like, <laughs> boom. Yeah, but his are nailing it, following that figure like it's nobody's business. It's I don't know how you do that as an actor. You need to be on acid. I feel like my eyes are like when I'm on acid. Actually, that was the only CGI in the whole movie. (laughs) I'm like trying to find patterns and everything. I'm like fucking Rain Man when I'm on acid. (laughs) Everything else is practical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, And say that Jake Busey with bats was. A practical effect. Oh yeah, Jake Busey <laughs> actually had a bat shoved up. That that's the best kill, right? That's it's the, the one, most insane kill by far. Yeah, that's the one when you first see it is like I think that crosses that line of fantasy where you start to realize there's this isn't ju- well. I mean, I guess when <laughs> he, he comes across it, when he comes across the the hotel for the second time, uh, but when that murder happens, it's like something you're dealing with something way outside the norms. There's got to be a big payoff for this eventually. Oh, it is. It's he's crazy. He's been <laughs> crazy the whole time. 
I like that there's this little shot of Jake Busey. It's like raining outside. He's escaping and he's got the, the, the orange suit on. He's like struggling to walk down a hill without falling <laughs> over. You know what I'm talking about? Exactly. Yeah, what you're I was like, about. holy shit. Like he is channeling Gary Busey. Does. That's exactly the lumbering, kind of disorientated kind of thing. And I was like, ah, that was the best. That was my favorite Jake Busey moment. <laughs> I think I, I wish that there would have been more of him on this movie. I feel like this that also would have made this movie a little bit more. I could use a prequel. I'd go for it. Oh, oh. I'm just about him. Jake and Leona just <laughs> running crazy. Because <laughs> it is a pretty cool when they flash back to them killing that cop because somehow they filed through the seat without right. him knowing <laughs> without him knowing and then knifed him in the back yeah which is cool when you see ray liotta put on that you see him like put on his suit and he's got the like blood stain in the back of his shirt right right You're like oh there's something up with him yeah yeah uh it's just what i think when i see ray liotta all the time though there's think, something up with him yeah i think my favorite line was snake. when when he was like, maybe it's the burial ground. Oh, maybe yeah, the, the Indian burial ground yeah. misdirection. Also, <laughs> another mister. If you didn't have enough misdirections, yeah. they try to convince you that it's an Indian burial ground. Which might explain all the supernatural stuff that's supposed to be going yeah. on. Yeah. Just bad God, attempts at misdirection. Uh, are we done? Is that it? I'm going to go guys- ahead and recommend The Faculty. That's a sweet Solid. movie. <laughs> and the, I'm going to recommend the, the Frighteners again. Yeah. Are, are the, do you guys have any final thoughts you want to talk I about? I was reminded heavily of the incestuous brother-sister act from Lost with the newlywed from La, uh, Las Vegas couple. I don't know anything about Lost. So All right. So, about. well, fuck it. Um, <laughs> Wait, what relationship are you talking about on Lost? Well, the, the brother and sister who were like madly wanting to oh, bone down yeah. crazy. I forgot about them. So like That's... the Las Vegas couple in identity yeah, yeah, yeah. did not seem like a couple whatsoever to me. Mm, yeah, no. no. Well, I think they kind of shaved that off too because it like she, he, she faked getting pregnant in right. order to yeah. get in It's something pregnancy. weird. It doesn't really it make very any sense yeah. to me. And also I'd argue that this is my least favorite John Cusack. I don't like him being growly Batman. It doesn't work for him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I don't like. I mean, he's one of the better parts of this movie, yeah. which is not saying a lot. <laughs> but this is. I would agree. This is also not my favorite. Uh, John Cusack. Yeah. My favorite is easily. High fidelity. Say anything. Hmm. Hmm. No, not say anything. The movie <laughs> sucks. Better off dead. Tweet at us. Hashtag favorite Cusack. Yeah. Do you guys have a favorite Cusack? Better off dead. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Okay. James? I'll stick up with High Fidelity. My, my, my default is Con Air. So. I see you there. We're both High Fidelity fans. Yeah, High Fidelity is great, too. I love High Fidelity. It's yeah, great. Yeah, me, too. Someone was talking about that the other day. And I yeah, we were talking about Gro- it. Gross, oh, point, movie. Gross Point Blank, I also really Oh, like. man, that soundtrack's so good. Yeah. But still, I haven't seen Gross Point Blank. It's I don't awesome. Think. All Dude, these it's roles, Michigan. Come on. John Cusack yeah. is like this yeah. lovable loser. You're like, oh, yeah. John Cusack, you're trying so hard. Yeah. And this one, he's like, oh, I'm this tough, competent guy. It doesn't really yeah. suit him. He does that in uh, 1408, too. Oh. Isn't that, that kind that of the one same didn't work shtick either. where it's like, it's not what you think it is? Yeah, kind I of. Yeah, because there's like that one part where like Samuel is like, Samuel L. Jackson's like, 
if I open up this lock and then he opens it up and it's like John Cusack's inside of there and he's like how's it going in the room buddy and it's just like what the fuck <laughs> like it's Stephen King yeah no the Stephen way. King thing yeah well, I don't I remember, remember I remember being very disappointed in it it's a hotel room and John Cusack is guess what he's a fucking writer from Maine and he writes spooky <laughs> stories and so he writes spooky stories about hotels that are haunted uh, and so he yeah. He goes to this hotel to fucking stay in room 1408 and Samuel Jackson's yeah. oh, like the manager. The, that's the haunted room. Yeah, yeah, and Samuel Jackson's like, you can't go in there. And then it's like Inception. He's like, am so, I in the room or am I not in the room? Why is it getting and frozen over? I'm in the room and it's freezing yeah, yeah. And, and now it's really hot. And I look at this picture and then the ocean is the room now. And <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? I know I've seen that, but I forget. I, I forget every movie. Full disclosure, I own that movie. It's in the other <laughs> On Blu-ray? Room. No, I don't think so. He's like, I hope not. She had a disgusted look on her face. Like, I hope not. <laughs> I might. I don't know. I, I worked yeah. at Best Buy for a long time. You get those movies on the cheap. I don't remember any movie I've ever seen. Spoiler alert, Ethan doesn't remember movies. Mm. Dot com. Except for Surviving the Game. Yeah. It's the only one it's, I ever It's remember. the only one worth remembering. Oh, it's so good. Oh, my God. It's so good. <laughs> um, Okay. We're good. Yeah. Right? I've, I've Everyone said what, good? I've said what I wanted to say. Yeah. yeah. James, you got any final? I'd just like to apologize. I'm sorry about returning to this world once again. <laughs> sounds like you've all revisited it many, many times. <laughs> and I brought you here without reason, and I apologize. It's all right. We're going to make up for it with Frighteners. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Next Is that next week's episode? Is Frighteners, right? Or, uh, or no? Yeah, is it? Uh, or no. Warcraft. Depending <laughs> on what we get to. No, next next week's episode will be uh, Raiders. Oh, that's right. Yeah, oh. so we're actually going to do something pretty cool. I'll, I guess we'll just talk about it now. Yeah, well, if you guys can so get around to we're seeing We're going to see the Bollywood version of Raiders. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Don't. Shot remake. Yeah. That, that's a lie. We're going to see the new movie Raiders, which is uh, for Bezos podcast, a fan edit, fan edit time. Yeah, it's about someone that, <laughs> someone that over the course of like... 12 years remade longer than that i think with a group of a group of uh friends, friends. Yeah. yeah re-shot uh shot for shot raiders of the lost ark yeah, yeah. it's a documentary about them doing that and the so. movie we're gonna see also. both right yeah it shows both you see it? it's yeah. a, it does the behind the scenes and then also they show the movie okay cool, cool so you know yeah but it's like it's a documentary so we it's a it's a documentary. I know it's a documentary, but I didn't know if if we're gonna see the documentary and the actual Raiders of the Lost remake. Right, because if it's shot for shot, we're talking another two hours right there. Yeah, right? yeah, but I don't think they don't show the, they don't show the whole fan made movie. Oh, that's just the doc. They it's did just at the Fantastic oh, Fest okay. last year, though. Really? Or two years ago? Yeah, because what you're talking about is like seeing American movie and then like watching Coven after. Like they don't do that. He doesn't know okay. what you're talking about. Oh, sorry. He yeah. just found out what Goblin was two weeks yeah, ago. <laughs> Remember, y'all threw me under the bus on Coven like two weeks ago. Yeah, I know. <laughs> really? Yes, yeah. we did. Like the remember. whole VHS story, like it's Coven. I'm like, oh yeah, that's uh, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my gosh, uh, James, <laughs> James Taylor, what's your uh, what's your Busey rating on this? We're gonna go into our segment Busey. Well, I mean, I've how been many Buseys? Swayed the side of Jake. Okay, so I'm gonna Ooh. go Jake swing eight and a half out of ten. Jeez, wow. how much are Bold. how much is the Jake swing? The Jake swing <laughs> is probably at least four. Wow. Jesus Christ, that's a big Jake. That's a big. <laughs> <laughs> that's a big. Yeah, all of his Twitter is just all electric bikes. 
It is not less than Jake. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she definitely got a. I got it. Finally, you had that one in the bank for the whole. Like, <laughs> yeah. The whole. The whole uh, aye, aye, aye. Donna Bourgeois, what's your. Ask Bezo. I, I mean, uh, think it over. Bezo loved this movie, so it's probably 10 out of 10. I think there's a lot of positive of things about it. Uh, it's, like you said, it's not the best version of what it could be. Uh, I enjoyed Jake, especially trying to walk down that hill. And uh, <laughs> so I'll swing it up to a seven. Wow. Okay. Six to seven. Cool. Donna, you are you? Um, yes. I would give this movie um I I would give this movie three stars out of ten. Eh, two and a half. Cause I think it's worth watching, but I wouldn't really recommend going out of your way to watch it. Yeah. Okay. If, um, it, if it's on HBO 10 times, go ahead and watch it those 10 it's times. It's every time I've seen it. I've probably seen it six times. It's not it's on all... HBO anymore, unfortunately, guys. So you're going to find be. it a different way. It will be. HBO um, goes through. I would swing it. Um, I like Jake Busey a lot. And I like him in this movie. I just wish there would have been more of him. So I'll go up to 10. Whoa. You're going to give it a 10 out of <laughs> With 10? With Jake Busey's Only to watch his scenes. If you could okay. not watch this movie, but just watch the scenes that he's in, great. It's yeah, a 10 out of sure. 10 movie. Damn. That's solid. Yeah. We, we went into this like, was like <laughs> shit, you know, taking a dump on the movie, and now it's getting solid 8, 9, or 10. Yeah. Uh, I'm giving Jake Busey a 10. I'm not giving this movie a 10. I'm going to give it a five with a Jake Busey swing of one to give it a six. I think it's solid. Uh, I really like 10 little Indians. So it's kind of a nostalgia pull for me. Even, even, even though the, uh, even though it's kind of shitty and like, even though like these whole, like, Oh, it's a mental thing. Movies suck. And I know they suck like consciously, but some like primal part of me Gets is like, it. Oh, I like it. Yeah. yeah I like kind of <laughs> like hate fuck these types of things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's sorry. Terrible. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So six. So I think we're looking at about an average of hmm, eight. Ooh. It's a solid. I think that I, was unexpected. That is way too high for those movies. I mean, that's I'm gonna your go, fault. I know. I'm going to go ahead and bring my score down to <laughs> negative a that's thousand. That's funny. I think I okay, liked it the most. Yeah, I liked it the most, and I gave the lowest score. <laughs> yeah. No, I did. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I gave the lowest general movie general. rating sc- yeah. score. Yeah. If we're going by yours, I think we're around like a five-ish. Okay. Or uh, I mean, see it. Yeah, I guess it's a, it's a quick eighty eight minutes and you know. yeah. I mean, if you haven't seen it, you'll probably watch it and be like, "Whoa, I've seen this." <laughs> Is yeah, what, you know what? Yeah, Here's especially after listening to this. Yeah, you know what? What marks a good movie when you watch it three hundred times and you can't <laughs> fucking remember, remember it? Like, oh, wow, uh, great movie. Okay, Bezo, where can they find you? Uh, feature this podcast.com more episodes coming out or go uh, play around with uh, fan edits at fanedit.org. Uh, the website fanedit.info where people can get links to fan edits is been down for a long time. Yeah. So if y'all are interested in finding fan edits of the ones that I've done episodes on, um, you can email me at feature this podcast. Um, feature this podcast at gmail.com wow. and I might be able to throw some links your way uh, for the ones that I've, I've seen. If you're an Austin native, you can rent some of them from Falcon. Well, you probably can't until they open up the new spot because I think yours were only at the south location. Correct, correct. So wait until they open up the new spot by Blazer Tag, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is in the next month. So, okay. yeah. Yeah. But yeah, just email you at feature 
feature this podcast at gmail.com. That's it. Yeah, just email them if you need some uh, fan edits. Yeah. Because uh, they're good. James Taylor, you got anything? Nah, just nope. leave me alone in my shame. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I ask. Okay, that's fine. Uh, you can uh, call James Taylor at 510. <laughs> uh, Donna Bourgeois, where you want you want to say anything? Hey, guys. Uh, uh, That's great. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. <laughs> sure. At Donna underscore Bourgeois. That's great. You figure that out on your own time. Like D-O-N-N-A dot Bourgeois. Yeah. yeah. Or if you like pictures of cats, I've been posting a lot of photos of Brandon lately on Instagram. So you can follow me on there, too. Uh-huh. at pizza kitten there you go <laughs> and me i'm ethan busy billups you can follow me on twitter at x34erb or just search ethan billups b-i-l-l-i-p-s oh yeah uh follow our twitter at called busey what oh i was just gonna say also e3 starts this week so if you uh don't like getting a lot of video game talk then probably don't follow me on twitter the fuck okay sweet <laughs> that's great uh thank you uh, at call busey <laughs> on twitter call to busey on instagram call dot b call busey at gmail.com call dot busey i think it's called busey at gmail.com you'll get yeah. you'll get emails either way yeah with a k and a v for cult no with a c <laughs> That would be sweet, though. I didn't. Even, I'm not smart enough for that. Okay, guys, thank you. Thank you, guys, so much for being here. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. We'll talk to you next time when we watch Raiders. Uh, f- watch it if you have time, or if it's showing at a theater around you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it got really good reviews. It's gonna be great. Uh, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye-bye. Bye bye.